Hello, and welcome to the Community IT Innovators Technology Topics Podcast, where we discuss nonprofit technology, cybersecurity, tech project implementation, strategic planning, and nonprofit IT careers. Find us at communityit.com. Hello, and welcome to Community IT Innovators Voices Interview Series. My name is Carolyn Woodard, and I'm the Marketing Director at Community IT. And today, I'm really excited to be talking with Luke Casey, who is one of our IT business managers. So, Luke, would you like to introduce yourself and how long you've been with Community IT? Sure. Uh, My name is Luke Casey, as previously mentioned. Uh, I'm an IT business manager uh, here at Community IT. I've been here, let's see, a little over a year and a half at this point. Um, do you remember when you saw the Community IT opening and what made you think that you'd like to apply? Yeah, um, I was looking. I had just um, left a corporate job, well, left my entire uh, department, got outsourced. Um, but uh, I was working down in Louisville and for a digital signage firm. And their whole ethos was, don't make a better product, just buy your competitor. And yeah, so not not a fantastic fit, but I had worked previously in the governmental space, both at the county and city levels. And I had been involved with nonprofits, kind of like a volunteer and various other elements. And I saw the posting and you know, it was first off fly full-time remote, which great because I do not live in Washington, D.C., where you guys are based. Um, and I was looking through the posting, and just the more I saw about it, yeah, this really matches my skill sets. This matches where I want to go career-wise, because I was doing system administration work at the time. I was much more in the weeds engineering, but I had gotten more and more into project management and scoping and like kind of large-scale kind of organizational goals. And it just really fit where I wanted to go. And then I did a bunch of reading around like Glassdoor and, you know, other testimonials. And everyone just kept saying, this, this place is awesome. This place is awesome. I'm like, All right. I'll, I'll apply. So I applied and I heard back like three days later. And a couple of weeks later, I had an offer. and It was great. The rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> so you are an IT business manager, um, which is something a little unique to the way community IT works with our clients. So could you talk a little bit about what an IT business manager does? I think the core of it is kind of serving as a combination of like a small scale project manager for specific clients issues, but the majority of it is serving as a counselor and as an, as an advisor. Um, you kind of take on that role of like an outsourced IT manager for organizations where they're starting to hit the stage where they need IT organizational management. They need someone to think kind of strategically and long-term about their situation, their goals, their architecture, their infrastructure, but they can't really justify having a whole IT department. And so do they grab an internal guy to do help desk work? Do they try and look for a unicorn who's going to do everything at the same time and end up paying a unicorn's price? Or do they, you know, go with kind of this middle of the road option where you you go to an MSP like a, like community IT who can provide, you know, we have help desk when you need it. We have engineers when you need it. We have large scale organizational thinking when you need it. And um, so a lot of my job is talking people out of spending money with us, um, telling them, hey, you don't need to um, uh, like spend on this. Let, let's look at these other options. Um, 
and then kind of helping them set goals, budgets, and uh, and plan out you know the next couple of years of their IT space. And then if any kind of major issues come up, you know they have a security event, or you know there's sudden there's a change in their 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 market space, or you know like there's a just hey we decided we're going to go completely remote and we've never looked at this before. What do we do? Uh, you know we sit down and we, and we plan that out together. And so it's great. I get to help a lot of wide variety of organizations that do good work and. It's pretty awesome. I love it. And I, my understanding is that that's something that is um, a little bit different that community IT does for clients, um, that we can keep an eye on kind of some of those strategic issues of like how you're spending your budget. Um, one example is like if they're constantly having help desk requests for certain laptops, like, well, maybe those laptops need to be replaced and how can we budget to do something like that? So I feel like it's a really great um, option that we have for clients. Um, do you have like certain projects or things that you've worked on with clients that were really you know exciting and interesting for you that you could tell us about? One of my first clients I got when I came on board um, they do a lot of work in nations where they are not welcome. They're a climate uh, resource group, and they have a lot of pushback from um, oil industry folk and local government and, and even national government there. And they have a lot of concerns about the safety of their um, their grantees, the people they work with. And so one of the first kind of major projects we did was we built out a way for them to store their data and communicate with their grantees in such a way that that data was safe from oversight or intrusion from those groups. And, you know, I wasn't expecting that when I came into that meeting and they said, and said, Hey, this is our problem. We want to protect these people who are in danger because of this. And I said, all right, great, let's do it. And, you know, it took us a while, but we, we found the right, the right solution. But, you know, I was not expecting that when I came to that meeting, I had a, a spreadsheet lined up on, you know, ticket trend tracking. And uh, that was not what we talked about. That's so great. That what a great feeling too that you can help protect people um, with that cybersecurity that can um, really make a big difference in their lives. Um, so, can you talk a little bit about? Um, were you always interested in technology? Like, did you start out in high school being um, a techie, or is that something that you gained those skills over time? When I was a kid, I, I was really into uh, computer games, and um, my parents looked and was like, "That's no, that's we're not going to spend money on that." Um, but I did have a computer that had been I had been purchased for for schoolwork. And so I started rooting around inside it, and you know, I would get, I would save up money, and because uh, I worked like you know, landscaping jobs in high school, you know, that kind of thing. And I would go down, and I would buy another component, and I would upgrade it. And I, would, I basically built this this gaming rig over a couple months, and then, you know, that kind of started that trend of just, all right, well, I don't know how to do it, but I know how to Google it, and I know how to find out what I need to do, and I'll find the video, you know, the the answer on, uh, you know, Ted's hardware, or I'll find some YouTube video or something like that, and we'll, we'll go through and. and and that started that process. And then I actually went to school for medieval literature, which um, not super useful in the IT field. Um, but I was working part time just as like a help desk guy for the county government where I went to school, um, which literally the requirement coming in at that point was, do you know how the office suite works? And I went, yes, I do. And I went, great. You will help people with their email issues. And that was like, Everything I did was scripted. Like there was no, it, it was 
I hesitate to call it help desk. It was like the most basic level of tech support you could possibly do. Um, and they said, hey, um, we had a guy up above you who just left. We have a full-time slot available. Do you want to take this full-time job? And I looked at the uh, the market value of a medieval business, a medieval literature specialist. And I looked at being able to pay my rent. And I went, wow, that sounds great. And so I started doing that. And I just kind of fell into it. And I realized I was pretty good at it. And I, I did a lot of internal training and then, you know, did certifications along the way. And I started, I you know, moved cities a couple of times, but I started doing you know, help desk work and then like tier two, tier three escalation work. And then I was running a help desk for a while. And then uh, I ended up doing system administration work. And then I was basically the entire IT department for a couple couple places. And I just worked my way up. Uh, and it wasn't like a defined career path of like, I want to do this, then I want to do this, then I want to do this. Um, but I met a guy when I was working at the city of, the city of Louisville. And the city of Louisville had a department for business relationship management, which was very similar to kind of what we do here, but it was for independent individual departments. Um, and so each, like the health and human services had uh, a BRM and uh, the police and emergency services had a BRM. Basically they, each person who was their point of contact within the internal IT department, who knew them inside and out and helped them with kind of their departmental goals. And I, I helped him on a bunch of different stuff and he kind of put me on this track of, you know, start looking at this kind of thing. It's really satisfying. It's really interesting. And, you know, and it isn't this kind of Jack of all trades um, environment that you're used to, you know, crawling under desks. And uh, I didn't have, you know, the, the resources at the time to you know, go after that job. I was still pretty, pretty new in my career at the time, but it was always kind of in the back of my head. Like, this is something I'm interested in. Um, and then when I was looking around at jobs, I saw this like, hey, that's exactly what Sean told me about. And uh, I actually messaged him on LinkedIn, like, I don't know, six or seven months after I got this job. I was like, hey, Sean, I'm finally doing it. I'm doing the thing you told me I should do 10 years ago. That's great. You know, as a fellow medieval literature nerd, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. And um I think that I've talked to other people who work with community IT, and one of the things about the kind of work that we do is that you do need creativity and flexibility and kind of an entrepreneurial ability to, it's not just rote, and you don't have a script of like, it's always going to be this problem always has this answer. And so you have to be empowered to work with the clients um, and partner with them to get at the heart of what is the either the technical problem or like you deal with a lot sometimes the strategic problem of like we have this strategic issue that we need to solve and we think technology is one of the ways that we could solve it. So that's just so interesting to hear that connection. So if you were talking to yourself in high school or someone in high school now um, about preparing for a job with technology and combining that with nonprofits and helping people, do you have any advice for somebody who's starting out now or anything in your career that you would want them to keep in mind, like you had that mentor help you out? Sure. Uh, I think really the biggest skill set that I developed that I never saw in any of my, um, you know, certification programs or in the kind of training materials was learn how to take the things that you find interesting, the 
the details and the technological elements that are you know, fascinating to you and that you know inside and out because you've been doing this for however, whether it's a hobby or whether it's something you're pursuing school for, learn how to take that information and translate it in an accessible way to people who have no interest or understanding in what you're talking about. And that's not a reflection on them. It's just, if you if I go to an accounting firm, they are going to have an, an interest in understanding of finance that I will never understand. But they can they can pare it down, they can make it accessible for the people who need their specialized knowledge. And being able to take complex technological questions and give them a coherent answer that doesn't drown them in details, that doesn't get lost in the ways where it's like, here is what you need to know. And here's my backup reasoning. If you want to dig into it, here's, you know, we have all these layers that we can go into, but you need to be able to make tech accessible and you need to be able to make solutions understandable. And with those two, you can go really far with just, you know, I have this knowledge. I don't need to drown you in it. Let's talk about what your end goals are. What what do you need to happen? Okay, I will build you a solution that matches that. And then I will make you able to understand the general scope of how it works. You don't you don't need to explain to your client every detail, every setting, every you know element involved, as long as they understand the core of what's going on and why you're doing it. I love that. I think that's something that we do bring to clients. And we always say that, you know, you don't have to understand all the lingo to be able to understand what your IT is doing for you. And in fact, when you're managing it, you need to know what it's doing for you. You don't want to hand it over to someone who doesn't know your organization and say, just do it. Um, so I, I love that. Um, so so I have one more question for you, um, which is sometimes it's hard to describe what community IT does. So if you're in a party situation or you're meeting someone new and they ask you, what do you do? Um, you know, what do you tell them? Um, you know, I've yet to find like a great shorthand for it. Um, it works for like the five or six people who like already knew what a BRM was. I'm like, well, it's kind of like that, like a little bit different. Um, but uh, I think I I would generally go with kind of a shorthand of it's a combination of um, like being an outsourced IT manager and being a client advocate, being a counselor and being a project manager. Just But you're not full time at all of those things. You're taking shards of it. But one of the things I got told when I first came on board is, yes, community IT is paying you. However, you work for your clients. So. Uh, I have um, 23 clients that I'm the IT business manager for right now. And so my, my whenever I'm doing stuff for them, I have to think and put myself in the headspace of I'm working in their best interest. I work for them. What is their goal? What do I what do I need to do to get them the solution they need? I just happen to get paid by community IT. And that was an, a, a good brain space kind of switch to make. Um, but yeah, it, it's a hard shorthand for what exactly do you do? But I think if I had to like you know, put it on a fortune cookie, I'd go with, you know, it's an outsourced IT manager kind of position. That makes sense. I You're not the only one at Community IT that has <laughs> trouble saying exactly what you do in your job position. But I mean, Community IT is, you know, there to, it's an outsourced IT provider for nonprofits and Often you get people who are just like, that's plenty. <laughs> but then you get people who ask the next question of like, well, what does that mean? And then, you know, it's so interesting to talk about. 
Well, I really appreciate your time today, Luke. I know you've got a lot of clients and a lot of work <laughs> that you're um, handling for them and with them. Um, thank you so much for, for being part of this interview today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Community IT does these free webinars and podcasts for our community, and we love sharing our knowledge and experience. If you have more questions or are having trouble with your IT at your nonprofit, please get in touch with us on our website, www.communityit.com, so we can start a conversation or schedule an assessment. Downloading any of our free resources there will get you signed up for our webinar reminders, and you can attend our next webinar in real time and ask our experts your own questions. If you love podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits.